Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is The Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello and welcome to Prospects to Pros. I'm your host, Nate Tice. Last week on Prospects to Pros, we took our initial dive into the top quarterback prospects of the 2024 NFL Draft. You know, look at the pretty boys, see where those kind of guys stack up. But today we're going to be looking at all the other top prospects from all the other positions that maybe don't get the pub like the pretty boys do, but they're some real blue chippers to talk about. And who else can help me more than the athletics draft expert than Dane Brugler to talk about these blue chippers? So, Dane, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. You know, my uh, six-year-old daughter was asking me the other day why I just watch football all day and and I talk on the <laughs> phone. And I tried explaining kind of like my job and, you know, what I'm watching and when I go on school calls and things like that. Uh, let's just say I'm, I'm very excited for next week when school starts again. Um, you know, my, my son, he's upstairs playing my old NES Nintendo system. Yeah. Uh, I try to keep him busy while I while I do this. So I, I love my kids, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, a normal routine again uh, starting next week. It's the original Nintendo NES, oh, not oh, yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo? It's, that, that's what I grew up playing. So he's yeah. trying to beat Super Mario 3 right now. Um, of course. Does he know where the warp whistles are? I, I, no, I, no, no. He has to figure this out on his own, right? I mean, that's what we Perfect. had. We couldn't look it up on the internet. We couldn't, nope. uh, you know, it was all had word to get the of tip mouth. recess. Yeah, you gotta ask. Yes, little Johnny's older brother, there the, you go. the sixth grader, Thanks. the sixth grader. How'd you find the second warp whistle? Where'd That's you it. find it at? That's it exactly. So <laughs> no, he he'll he he's so into Mario and you know, he's yeah, he's got a switch and all that. So he uh, yeah he'll uh, he'll be busy for the next uh, couple hours. Like they call those platforming games now. Like okay. we used to just call video games. Right. <laughs> just what we, you know, Sonic and Mario and all that. And I think like platform is a perfect word because it's a great like. 101 video games like those games are just perfect like fundamentals because you only have the two buttons you know mm-hmm. a and b and then you got the moving d-pad and that's all you need and it's just timing and learning the the map and learning the level so it's like it's great great fundamentals for the video game playing i love that but yeah. uh any sports games for the nes i can't remember which were the good ones tech mobile yeah he's got tech mobile that's on there Sweet. uh for sure that might be one of the only nes games, sports games that yeah. still works on on that one um <laughs> But no, I was, I was disappointed. Like, there's no Madden for the Switch. So, no. like, he's really he got really big into the NFL last year. At, okay. He's he's seven, so he's you know still learning things. But he, uh, I was disappointed. I went to go get Madden for him for a Switch, and they don't they don't make it. So, uh, you know, I don't. I, yeah, I'll have to, I mean, I growing up, you know, we had what quarterback club and blitz. And yeah, all the good was ones. Was it? So. That was oh no, quarterback club was nine eighty nine sports or whatever yeah, we yeah, had. Yeah. NFL Blitz, yeah. obviously. NFL Blitz 2000, which was phenomenal. Yeah, we had a few of those. Uh, I remember Madden 64 being kind of disappointing after the NES games. But all right, enough of the video game talk. <laughs> I could do this for the whole the whole episode, especially once you mentioned the Switch, and that's what I play mostly now. Okay. But uh, no, yeah, the Switch is great. Yeah, is. <laughs> but 
noted that this draft class, you know, has the two quarterbacks that are going to get a lot of headlines. And it's going to be a really fun discussion throughout the whole year. Like I, uh, I think I put it this way and I think you did the same. Those guys, Drake May and Caleb Williams are be, they're up there. They're, they're top prospects, but this draft class is really interesting because there's some real deal talent at the other spots, especially on the offensive side of the ball, at least yes. in my eyes. So kind of want to start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, other players at the top of the draft, other than Caleb Williams, other than Drake May, what are some other guys, some other blue trippers? We can start with the receiver position because I think there is one guy that can really comes to mind in this this discussion. But other blue chippers at the offensive spots, so we'll start with the pass catchers, maybe go receiver and tight end, some of the top guys and other names of note that you have through your summer scouting have seen so far. Yeah, and I'm mapping out my top 50 right now, my, my initial top 50 for the 2024 yeah. class. Uh, that'll go up next week. And the first six guys uh, are all offense, uh, and I don't I don't see that changing. I, I think they're going to be my top six uh, when I when I turn the top fifty in. Um, and one is easy with Caleb Williams. Uh, two is pretty easy for me too. That's Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, the Ohio yeah. State receiver. It's it's a challenge to talk about him without sounding like like a prisoner of the moment. Uh, be, you right. know, and and. and trying not to sound too hyperbolic because he's, he's flat out one of the best wide receiver prospects I've ever evaluated. Uh, and yep. the thing is you could tell almost immediately uh, last summer, I tweeted out that Harrison would have been the no doubt about it wide receiver one in last year's class. And reading the comments now on that tweet are hilarious. So uh, I mean, it, a lot of, Oh, he's not even the second best receiver on his own team behind Ibuka and uh, JSN who are two really good receivers, but mm-hmm. look, Harrison's different and, and he had something like 11 catches that first year and just based on those 11 catches you could tell this guy's yeah. different and I, I think I mean thankfully Harrison lived up to uh you know the hype last year he was unstoppable um yeah. what you love about his game is just how well-rounded he is you know he's got yeah. size he's 6'3 he's got long arms he's expected to run in the four fours uh, he's been clocked north of 23 miles per hour uh, in-game radar. His dexterity, his agility are uncanny. Just wait till he does the short shuttle at the Combine. Um, you know, Bruce Feldman uh, released his freaks list today mm-hmm. uh, on The Athletic, which I encourage everyone to check out because that's a lot of those guys uh, in that freaks list are the guys we'll be talking about as, you know, quote-unquote risers uh, after they test right. the Combine. Uh, they're just freaky guys. <laughs> But Harrison's number two on that list, and it's yeah. not really a mystery why. he's He's got that size-speed combination, but the other part of his game that gets you really excited is how skilled he is uh, as a route runner, right? the tempo, uh, his steps, uh, the ability to leverage coverage with his break quickness. Um, and then the cherry on top is the catch point stuff. Uh, yeah. Growing up, I was always I, – I know you'll really like this, Nate. Uh, I was always amazed at Chris Carter – and the ball skills. Uh, oh yeah, he he had this remarkable ability, and this is how I, I how I kind of describe it: to slow down the ball with his eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, and I think like Larry Fitz ball tracking, but in a different way than yeah, I think people it, assume. Right. Like ball I, I think Larry yeah. Fitzgerald had it too. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a short list that of guys. Who was would, a ball boy for Chris Carter growing up? There you so go. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a little connection there. It, it, it's a very short list of guys that I would you know, kind of describe yeah. them as guys that can slow down the ball at the catch point. Um, but I see that with Harrison. Uh, he can yeah. frame the football, expand his catch radius. Uh, the finish is crazy. Even when he's covered, he's open. And that's absolutely 
the best compliment that you can give to a receiver. So I, I'd love to hear your perspective on. Yeah. Because I know I know you uh, agree with a lot of what I'm saying, uh, but I yeah. also want to hear about what you think he can improve upon. You know, because it's like like I said, it's easy to talk so glowingly about him because of everything he does yeah. well. But I also want to get the other side of the coin uh, on from your perspective on what do you want to see from him this year that kind of just solidifies himself as, okay, he is worthy of all this, this hype and praise. Yeah. I'm with you where it's hard not to get out over your skis about how much to hype him up because I'll get to like one thing that maybe stood out to me. That's like a room for improvement, but it's like, Honestly, it's just it's it's a tiny blemish to the rest right. of this game. It's hard. It's hard. He is a very I'm always gonna be a sucker for size at a lot of positions, but especially at receiver, because I just and my thinking is that they are the ones that can get screwed up the least by quarterback and scheme by mm-hmm. coaches, because it's just throw it to the big dude. Like and then and, but as you get to better offenses and better quarterbacks, then more skill and technique gets into play. Well, Harrison's awesome because he has both. <laughs> he's 6'3", he's long, um, he stacks guys. Like, the long speed surprised me. I thought he would maybe be a, like the typical long, you know, long developing speed guy that maybe wins at the end because he's more of a 4'5", four, 4' four type guy. Nope, he stacks guys quickly. He wins at the press, or uh, wins against press, which is something I was, you know, wasn't sure about until I studied him, and he's winning time and time again. There's corners that we'll talk about uh, later in this discussion that he's just shredding. Yeah. <laughs> he's just making it. They, they look like amateurs. They look like freshmen playing their first time. And that's like, oh, that guy might get drafted in the first round next year. Uh, he is just his hands you brought up. Um, the not the ball not moving. I, I always say snatch the ball, like truly snatch the ball as opposed to catch it mm-hmm. and let it come to you. He actually does that. That's what I always loved about Devontae Smith was that ball never moved. As soon as it stuck his hands, that ball just stuck. And Harrison does that. The quickness is unbelievable. The route running, he's already a good route runner. And with polish, they ask him to do some of the advanced routes they asked Chris Olave to do. And Harrison's what three inches taller yeah. <laughs> and longer and longer legged. It's it's pretty remarkable. I would say my one thing, one blemish, and this happens um, sometimes with longer targets, usually with tight ends, but sometimes with long armed receivers, is throws at his body. Mm. He could be a little bit of an awkward catcher, um, and that's just because they just don't know how to turn their hands. It's just a little awkward for a longer armed guy. And I've saw maybe two drops that came up in those types of situations. I believe there's one against Michigan where he it's like kind of like a I don't know how you would describe it. It's almost like a rising crossing route that Ohio State loves to run. And it kind of just pegged off his chest. But it's not where he makes all the other catches that I'm not going like, oh, his hands are iffy. His hands are good. It's just maybe that's it. But that's really – I'm trying not to like get – like I mean, he's he's a – I'm pretty tough grader on receivers. Like to take one top 10, I think the guy has to be a real true dude. It's like I'll take this guy top five. I I really – at this point in time, it's not – He's really, really good, guys. I text. We were texting this about this, and I actually want to get your answer on this. Is that I since I've officially been doing this since 2014, he's my receiver one, um, and it's it's and I wish I could like say this guy or this guy I like better, but he's to me kind of the perfect receiver prospect in my eyes because he's the type of guy I really like, but it also has the polish, the physical right. school skill set, the technique, the polish, and a little bit more room to grow, like even into his frame. So he's kind of the perfect receiver prospect for me. This is how we're starting off the show. Perfect receiver prospect. That's right. how we're doing this. But that's, what I'm saying. But that's my main negative with him right now. It's hard to talk about him without sounding hyperbolic. You know, it, it, know. it really is. And it, it, He's listed at 205. You know, you'd like to see him closer to 210, 212. Yeah. 
So maybe, maybe what was AJ Green coming out like? Two, I know that's the common comparison with him, but like, what was he like? Two oh eight ish, two ten. I can't even remember exactly. off the top of my head. But I mean, yeah, he's in that range too. Um, yeah. So you know, he was two eleven. Okay. So you know, yeah. that's like a good goal for Harris. Yeah, I, I like, think that, so. That's but probably the frame you want to get to. When you look, at, but his play strength is awesome. You know, like he doesn't. It's not like it's a must requirement for him to, you know, nope. it's just one of those things you'd like to see just to kind of check the box. Um, and, but there were a few times where pad level, and like you were mentioning with, you know, for taller wideouts, it could be tougher with, you know, using that length um, on catches that are at your body. Like I, I think sometimes yep. pad level was an issue for him. But yep. yeah, for the most part, it's, it's we're nitpicking here. Um, I, the sales pitch is easy. He's, he's going to walk into an NFL building and has the ability to immediately be the wide receiver one for that team. Like that's that are very high expectations, but they're realistic yep. expectations for him. Yep. Um, and and I'll say it right now, I don't barring any injuries, I'll, I will be absolutely shocked if the first three players drafted in April, which is you know still eight months from here, hmm. Caleb, Drake, May, Marvin Harrison, in in whatever order it ends up being, I will be shocked if those are not the first three receiver or first three players drafted uh, in April. Um, Something will have to have happened for for those three not to go top three. And and to your point about the best receiver prospect sense, Jamar Chase is the only one of the last um, you know ten years that I Mm -hmm. think you know is sticks out for me as kind of being in that top tier, um, you know, category, but Harrison's got the size advantage. Um, You know, he's a little more as advanced as Chase was coming out in terms of his ability to, uh, you know, throttle his routes and and just kind of toy with corners and then win at the catch point. Um, I mean, Harrison does all of that too. And so I, I think Harrison might even get the edge there. So yeah, the last 10 years, it's it's not a stretch to say Harrison's the best receiver prospect coming when, out. When you're getting mentioned with A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, and Jamar Chase, it's like, yeah, this guy might be decent. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it's yes. not – and again, it's not getting out of – like it's not crazy. It, no. Like people that have listened to the show know I, I'm such a – a junkie for line play and how I rate premium positions, everything your statement about those are the top three guys, like, or those potentially will probably be the top three draft picks. It's like, I'm not blinking an eye at all. I'm like, no, I get it. (laughs) This guy will change your offense like the day one. And what you're saying is day one, he's a true X receiver, which is already crazy, but I, he already has the polish. And also you can't discount the pedigree with his dad. He's going to be a pro. The fact that we've been talking about him for, over 10 minutes and once. we just now brought up that his dad is a hall of famer that, yeah. that tells you everything you need to know about this guy as a player that yeah. you know he's doing this on his own like it's not like we're giving him a bump because of his last name or the bloodlines or anything uh, i mean obviously that has played a part in his development up to this point yeah but it's not a driving reason for the, the you know these gushing statements we're making about him right. and, and the high grade that nfl teams will end up giving him and he's like he's his body type so much different than his dad. That's what's so funny. Oh, it's, it's like, it's, he's it so much yeah. taller and long. It's weird. It's yeah. like, I don't know. I want to see what his mom, like the side, how tall his mom was and everything. <laughs> right. It's was crazy she like all American volleyball player? Right? Yeah. yeah like, or like yeah, a right. long jumper or something. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, right. It's, yeah, I know. I, I've been trying to figure that out, but, but that's the thing is like his footwork. It's like, you do see his dad's footwork with him, but he's taller, yeah. which, oh, that's just, that's just crazy. But outside of Harrison, which again, we're basically at both 
or saying, yeah, top five player, any way you shake it in this draft class easily and one of the best like receiver prospects in a long time. Um, but outside of Harrison, are there any other receivers? I, you kind of had an interesting list, I thought, with your receiver primer class and yeah. kind of like a lot of guys that could potentially rise. There's a lot of interesting names, but maybe no one's cemented right, right now. But who would you could possibly see that maybe could rise as maybe a top 20 guy? Or someone maybe up here in the top half of the first first round, if there are any, or any other guys that might be interesting names in the first round. It, for me, there were only two other guys that I felt comfortable saying, okay, these are first round players um, yeah. at, at the position, and that's Malik Neighbors from LSU and uh, Mika Agbuka from Ohio State. I mean, LSU and Ohio State are producing wide receivers. Uh, who would have thought? You know, it's crazy, I, I, right? We, we've heard this one before. Uh, but Neighbors, you know, like he's explosive. Uh, he can be pressed. He's got a fifth gear to win deep. Um, he's he's another guy who doesn't really have that full body of work yet. So we're yeah. betting a little bit on the traits and the flashes that we've seen up to this point. But with you know Daniels coming back at quarterback for LSU, uh, you feel like there's the, the chemistry is going to build, um, and LSU should be a real contender this year. Uh, they yep. are absolutely in that playoff conversation, and Neighbors is a big part of that. I, I think he has has the tools, and he really heated up as last year went on. He uh, he was that's yeah in the SEC championship game. He was big. Uh, he was the MVP of the bowl game. So I the trajectory, the progression. I think you're you know really. Uh, encouraged by um and then Egbuka he's so polished um once JSN got hurt he moved into that slot role uh, a lot of times yeah. and he just feasted on uh on coverage uh, I mean he's a lot of the things we said about JSN Egbuka has that in terms of the technique mm-hmm. um the the catch and run stuff uh better he's gonna have better speed than JSN yeah um so he's just a a really you just I feel like you know what you're getting and does, yeah does that have value like even though he might not be the elite of the elite in terms of size speed yep. uh, some of those physical characteristics you know exactly what you're getting and in today's NFL where everybody is looking for playmakers at receiver who can help move the chains put points on the board Egbuka can absolutely do that he's another guy that snatches the ball the catch and run yep. stuff's really impressive. Um, so I, I think both neighbors and Ibuka to me were their first round guys. Um, and th- those are yeah. the only two guys outside of Harrison. So I think if Harrison's on a tier by himself, these yeah. two for me are on that next tier by themselves. Um, so eager to see what, what you uh, saw with those guys. I, I'm completely the same. I okay. think I have I have a Buka kind of like that late first round, early second round grade, kind of similar to maybe what I had with JSN, mm-hmm. where it's like you pick him in the twenties. I'm so comfortable with that. I, I think how you sum him up is great. He's he does a lot of things well. Yeah. And at first, when I, I remember texting you, and I was like, I'm kind of lower on him. And then I actually studied him, where I'm not watching twenty other Ohio State guys at once, and I'm like, actually, just watching him. He you you wrote it. You wrote it. He's subtle. Like he has yeah. subtle positives and. He, yeah, he, like he just screams a good number two option in the NFL. Like he is a Z that can play the slot, but can play also Z on the outside. I threw a Nate Burleson comparison to yeah, him to you. I like it. Because that's what I kind of see. He's like a zone beater. He does a lot of things well, short and intermediate. He can create a little bit after the catch. He's got good hands. Kind of just does a lot of things well, even if none of it's overwhelming. So he's a guy that on the right team, you know, again, we're projecting eight months from now <laughs> on the right team. I could, I really like him. They already have a true number one. They're like, we need to add to our pass catchers. Like, Ooh, this guy could really slot in yeah. and he can play the slot too. No pun intended. Um, and then, yeah, I would say with, uh, with neighbors is that 
he kind of matched LSU's season where they were really a second half team. Yeah, and and by by the time I kind of checked out on watching him, I have to like revisit that whole entire offense and watch Daniels and everything. So he's uh, I thought he was a great guy too to kind of throw up there. And it's one of the later watches for me of this receiver group. Um, he was probably like the seventh guy I watched, but I totally agree with you that I could see the burst the explosiveness that like he has traits. It's just that he needs reps yeah. and that that's what, what we saw in the second half last year. So definitely want to keep an eye on. I loved your shout out of Keon, uh, Keon Coleman, yeah. the transfer from Michigan state. Um, do you want to talk about him real quick? Because I, I think he, he might be a riser. Uh, maybe when this is all said and done, yeah, that, that's a guy that I think once more people get eyes, cause he's not a guy that I've heard much, many people talking about, but once nope. more people get their eyes on him, uh, Keon Coleman from Florida State, yeah, he, he's a guy that will be uh, talked about a, a, a lot more. It, it, last year, watching Michigan State's offense, primarily to see Jaden Reed, who the Packers drafted yeah. in top 50, and I, I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, but it was Coleman who really kept jumping on, like, oh, who is this guy? Like, he's uh, throwing the Michigan tape, and he's mossing some of these guys with uh, the leaping skills. He's 6'4", 215. The body control is is big time. Uh, and he's just a hard guy to defend at the catch point. There were a couple plays where uh, it's just like he's not open, but Michigan State said, screw it. Our guy's better than your guy, and we're going to throw it up to him, and he's going to make a play, and he did. Yep. And he even suited up for Izzo on the basketball team uh, for the Spartans. So, Which is actually saying something. That's oh, freaking sure. Michigan State. That's, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I, I mean, it's not like he was a, a big-time player for them, but he got on the yeah. court, and I mean, just, it, it yeah. wasn't a gimmick there. So. Uh, in the offseason, he transferred to Florida State. Uh, another reason to watch that Florida State offense, uh, right. which is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, I, no, there are some questions there. I mean, his route running, some of the background work, um, I need to do some more some more research on. Uh, but the traits with this guy yeah. are, are off the charts. And that's why I mean, he'll, he'll be in my initial top 50. You know, we'll see if he lives yeah. up to it this year. But based on the traits that I saw, this is a guy that I'm – buying stock in early. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's a, definitely a guy that could be a riser. He's the one that I could see a leapfrog. Maybe those first two guys we talked about just because, for me, because yeah. he's the type of guy that I really like. He's when I usually talk about X's, the X receivers, this is the type of guy I'm usually really like long twitchy can go up in high point can win jump balls, contested catches. And, and honestly, it's like music to my ears, you know, it has to work on his route running. And for me, it's like, yeah, yeah. That like almost makes me like, a turns like a battleship. Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what I like. Right. Um, but no, he, he was a guy. I'm glad you shouted him out because I remember you even said, Oh, watch the Florida state guy. And I was like, Oh, Johnny Wilson. Who's the six, seven receiver. Yeah. Who, who's state a good has. player. Yeah. A good solid player. I, a little lower on him, but it's like, but still the draftable guy. Yes. And then you're like, no, no, the Michigan State transfer. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I remember him, but I, I didn't know he transferred. So I got to watch him. So I really liked him. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Outside the receiver class, and I think there are some interesting names that can rise up, but the offensive tackle class yeah. is, I think, super intriguing. Yeah. And I think there's some – there's a guy I, I think we both love, but there's another another guy that I'm sure you're going to mention right now that you love maybe just as much as the first guy I'm talking about. But I don't want to spoil anything. Let's, let's dive into the offensive tackles because I think this is a really cool group, and I think you, I think you agree. Oh, yeah. This could be – one of the main storylines of the 2024 NFL draft is the depth at offensive tackle. Um, I mentioned I'm mapping out my top 50 right now, and I'm going to have at least seven, maybe eight, maybe nine offensive tackles in there. Um, We'll see how, you know, where we end up, but there'll be a lot. This class has that type of potential. Um, I came into the summer thinking Olu Fashinu, uh, the Penn State uh, tackle is going to be my top guy, and and he yep. is. Uh, but I actually did end up giving an a, almost an identical grade to to someone else. But uh, first with Foshadu, I mean he he could have came out last year, and he, I think he would have been the first tackle drafted um, ahead of so. Paris Johnson, um, ahead of Darnell Wright. I mean he is, and for a, he's still young. He's twenty years yeah. old. Uh, he turns twenty one yeah. in December, I believe. So this is a young young player who the body control, the movements that he has. Uh, for a guy that's 6'6", 320 pounds, and that's that's verified size. Um, long arms, 34 and a half inch arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's there's a lot to like about the way he moves, the movement skills, the way he reacts, the reaction quickness, his recoverability. Um, you know, not only is he you know pushing guys wide of the pocket, but he can react to different types of moves. So it's not like uh, you know with a, a lot of tackles. Pass rushers can get them off balance when, you yeah. know, you keep them guessing. Uh, Fashinu, he's so smart that he is ready for anything. And that's so impressive for a guy that is as young as he is. Um, and so, look, excited to see him back out there this year. He got hurt last year, missed, uh, you know, the final, um, what, month and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, he, he is a good one. He is an easy player to say, one of the best players in this class. Um, I, I, I know, you know, you really like him as well. <laughs> Love them. <Yeah. laughs> I uh, if if we threw out a fourth name that we would say lock for the top four, yeah. he'd be the fourth name because uh, I mean he's up there. If like Marvin Harrison wasn't in this class, I'd be like this is the best non quarterback in this class That's like fair. that. But yeah. the other guy we're about to talk about, I good tout on the second guy by the way. But we'll, we'll get to him in a sec. But I'm glad he brought up that he has a little bit more polish and awareness that you would think for a guy that hasn't played a, a ton of football as far as at the college level. Um, his eyes were good yeah, already yeah. i was pleasantly surprised i thought that when i turned on the tape with fashanu i thought it was going to be just a big raw athlete and big long guy he was good in the run game he has good eyes in the run game he's always going to the right spot games and twists and blitz uh blitzes like the ohio state games the one that st- stands out to me where they're dropping guys off and his eyes are turning inside right away he has a great understanding which like very was a pleasant surprise on top of what i think are just really very good to great traits yeah. length lower body strength uh foot quickness and in a big big frame i 
yeah, I, I think he's fantastic. Um, probably even the two year, uh, the class from two years ago, which had three interesting tackles at the top. Um, and, uh, Ikea, uh, <laughs> I combined two names there. Ikea Kwadu, <laughs> Charles Cross and Evan Neal. Like yeah. I liked him. All top 10 picks. And, yeah. All top 10 picks. I like him better than those three. Just the overall polish that he has. Um, so I, Really, really good player. Uh, I think whoever gets him is going to be very happy, uh, as long as, you know, of course, hopefully he stays healthy and everything. But it's kind of like the Harrison, because about- it, it, not only is he gifted, but he's skilled yes. too. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just, you know, you're betting on the traits or you're, it, he has like maybe Johnson a little bit, you're betting on some traits. Like it was like, okay, there's some inconsistencies yeah. with his hands and everything, and especially getting used to tackle. And it's like, Fashandu, it's like, yeah, he's already good yeah. <laughs> there's there's not much uh projecting here right, <laughs> with right. what, what else he has but yeah the, the other guy we have to talk about and I have to I, we'll I, throw him out here this it, is your guy yeah. i'm glad you touted him because i watched him i was like i get it <laughs> right. this is like my, my christian gonzalez from last year who okay. i planted my flag on very early i'm planting my flag with amarius mims uh from georgia like i said i i thought fashana would be my easy ot1 and he was, but it wasn't as easy because, like I said, I gave it right. an almost identical grade to Mims. Uh, I did not expect that. And, and this guy does not have a body of work. Uh, he's got two starts to his name. But watch that Ohio State tape. Uh, and, and I know you did. And, and you came oh away with some of the same uh, reactions that I did. And, and tell me that's just, that's not a guy that looks like a first-round pick. I mean, he's got all the tools. Yeah. Legit 6'6". Six, six, pick. Yeah, 330 <laughs> pounds. Long arms. Yeah. Explosive hands. Big-time movement yeah. skills. The way he explodes yeah. out of his stance. Uh, he can stay balanced on his feet. It's just rare for a guy that size. So, you know, all the tools are there. It's, again, small sample size. But yeah. I, 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 like, I'm going to do my top 50 as if the draft were tomorrow. And if the draft yeah. were tomorrow, I bet you a team is drafting a Marius Mims in the top 10 picks based off of that Absolutely. Ohio State table alone. He plays a premium position, and he just yeah. has a lot of things you can't teach. Yeah. He's what? I mean, he's all of 6'7", and long, long arms, yeah. and he moves like he's 6'2". Like, he is... It, it 80 doesn't... pounds lighter, yeah. Yeah, he's six seven and three hundred, a legit three thirty ish. I think it was. I don't know how what you had listed at, but I'm three thirty. Yeah, and, and, but yeah, it's not sloppy. It's not. No, he doesn't it's not. Need to shed it's, any of that weight. Yeah. Nope. No, it's not Zion Williamson three thirty. It's a. <laughs> it's, right. it's it's put together. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like uh, Tyron Smith where he was like three twenty something. And you're like, it looks like he's two seven. Right. Um, it, it's yeah. I'm glad. I when I watched him, I was like, okay, maybe this guy's gonna be a traits guy. Long. Like excellent hand usage already, mm-hmm. um, like uh, just a good athlete. I I thought his get off on every snap showed that he had confidence and just like he used that athleticism. There's some guys that test better, and then you watch them, you're like, you can tell they're thinking on every yes. snap. This guy gets dropped into the very deep end against Ohio State, and he acted like he's been played like had 30 starts under his belt. He shut and him it out. Was, yeah, it, he was great. R- remarkable. Yeah, shut him out. I know. He had good eyes, everything. didn't give, He got fooled once, and then they, they tried it again, didn't get fooled again. That same thing I talked about with Fashanu against Ohio State. Yeah, I watched him. I was like, I, I totally see a top 10 pick here. He finishes on plays. There's the screenplay where he's down the field, and he gives like a glancing blow to a DB just on his way to the end zone. Like, he, he's a total package. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah, really like these two guys. And there's a third guy I like as well. I'm sure you'll get to him. But 
these two to me, uh, between Mims and Fashanu, was like, these are top 10 guys. This is what these guys look like. Um, it's not squinting and going like, there's traits there, but we got to polish it up. It's like these guys tomorrow, like you said, it's like teams are going to love it. Teams are going to love their traits. Um, but yeah, there's other guys that we got to touch on. Uh, your tackle class, who would maybe be your tackle three right now, or maybe any other first round picks, like the ones right now that you feel really good about that'll go high. Latham, JC Latham from Alabama would be my next guy. He's another one like Mims that's just that big, broad, thick body, 6'6", 335, probably closer to 340, 345. Um, Thickness, power, but he's not a slug. He can move. And when he uses that reach and times his punch, it's over. Uh, He'll anchor, he'll lock you down. But he's still inconsistent in that area. A lot of youthful mistakes from false starts to struggling to recover because technique is all over the place. So the discipline, the on-field discipline, the, the fundamentals, they need to improve. And it'll be interesting with him moving from the right side to the left side this year. I yeah. thought this guy looks maybe like maybe more natural right tackle. So we'll see how he responds to moving to the left side this year. Uh, but what you love about the SEC is Latham. I mean, he's going to be tested week in, week out uh, yes. with the rushers in that conference. So we'll find out pretty quickly if he's legit on the left side. But I, I based off of his traits, his ability, mm-hmm. I mean, I, he looked like a top 15 pick to me. Same. Yeah. I, I got a lottery pick grade on him. I'm the same way. Lottery pick to me is top 20. So, yeah, okay. same thing. Uh, yeah, same exact thing. Or top 18, I guess, now with 14 teams in the playoffs. Kind of ruins that, my old saying. <laughs> uh, but uh, really, I, I liked him more than I thought I would. I thought even just his body type, I was like, okay, he's a little thicker. This is a guy that would be a guard that got bumped out to tackle because in college and I watched him. I was like, no, he's got good feet, uh, good technique. He's just – he's like so thick. And I just couldn't get over that. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Um, Fires off the ball. I, I really I thought the same thing. Some of this technique can be inconsistent. Like even in my notes here, I thought he overset at times. Uh, but it was good to see. It was like a good and bad thing. It's like that's fixable. The overset Iki Aquanu had the same issue. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's one of those things where it's also kind of cool because then you see him adjust. You know, recover. It's like self inflicted reco- like recovering. <laughs> so it's yeah. like okay, I see one good trait and one bad trait right there. But right. at least the one thing is coachable. And I thought you could get a little too tall of a stance in a run game. But he's athletic enough that it's like, okay, we can fix that. And, yes, I thought these three um, – I, I thought Latham was like an easy number three where it's like, man, this guy's – and some other classes would be the first guy. Yeah. Uh, it was just that he – I think two other freaks in this class that he has to be Would behind. he have but been the first I, tackle last year for you? I, yeah, I, I like him a little bit better than Wright and, and Johnson. Yeah, I, I, those were my top two. Yeah. Johnson for me was like, I was projecting a little bit. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, like some of his past sets were just, he needs technique work, but it's like more traits and tenacity and mindset that I really was betting on. I'd, I'd, I'd put it this way. I'd put this him to say, I'd give Latham the same grade as Darnell Wright, which is, yeah, a lot of lottery pick grade. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe not top 10, but in the teens, which is kind of fitting where Wright went more or less. Yeah, yeah he went nine, but that works. <laughs> it works for this discussion. Uh, um, the fourth guy on my list, to the much to the yeah. chagrin of Notre Dame fans, Joe Walt, who, look, Joe Walt's a good player. It's just, I think, yes. I just did not see the top five, top 10 slam dunk draft pick like a lot of people are making him out to be. And like he's he's very consistent in pass pro. Um, he's he's a, a good athlete, not a great athlete. Uh, he, he can you know run rushers wide. He can control guys with his length. There's, there's some stiffness there, though, uh, especially there in his is. lower body where, you know, he'll get hunched at the waist. Um, I, I want to see – the biggest thing for me is I want to see more ammo in his hands uh, it, when, when he is able to get his hands on guys. So, look, 
he's going to be tested from the get-go. Ohio State's on the mm-hmm. schedule early again for Notre Dame, um, so we'll see how he does in that matchup. But I, I do think Joel is a a first-round player. Um, I just think that he's not the uh, – could he end up going top five or top ten like – you know, like a, like a McGlinchey did, uh, you know, like yeah. it's, it's possible. Like, I'm not saying he's no way he's gonna be a top 10 pick, but I'm just saying he's not that, that lock slam dunk, easy top 10 guy. Like, uh, some right. people talk about him. Right. Like the top three guys we just talked about, like, that's like, even for me, like I was comparing to the last year's class for, with Latham is that like, those guys got overdrafted. There's the inflation. Yes. When you, usually offensive tackle, quarterback, edge, these mm-hmm. positions, there's a little, it's premium, premium. So there's a little inflation from the grade and where they're drafted at. And I'm right there with you. I kind of disappointing watch <laughs> when I watched all a little bit, but like you said, there is enough to like, um, the length is good. Um, his eyes were pretty good. I thought like he had a little bit of that polish. I thought sometimes, he just was slow out of his stance. Sometimes he was narrow stepping, you know, stepping too narrow, yeah. which was surprised me because of his background, um, you know, being a former tight end and everything. I thought those kind of traits would be very natural to him getting out of the stance and kind of, you know, those are the things that you do anyways, at tight end. Um, so I was kind of just, yeah, a little slow out of stance, a little lethargic in his past, past sets. Um, sometimes when he finishes, he gets out over his skis, like as far as his head goes over and like he could stumble out, which is kind of a red alert for me, but Having said all that, still pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> still right. good in the run game. It's still solid. Like you still like I'm with you. I have kind of more of that late first, maybe early second type grade. You know, basically for me, I, I've said this before, is like, you know, easy top five, top ten, yeah. lottery. And then after top it's twenty to forty, you're splitting hairs more or less. I always say late first, early second. So that's where I have him at this point in time. Not to say he can't get stronger or improve more or anything like that, but I had I mean, maybe a couple months ago and you're fighting with a little straw man here. People are having him as a top five guy. I don't see that at this point in time, but yeah. he can get better, and he's still a good player. Well, and because I, I was with you, I had the same reaction: late first, early second. But look, to your point, he'll get that bump. So, I mean, when yes. I do my top fifty, he'll probably end up somewhere in the top twenty-five, just because of the position That's that he fair. plays and the fact yep. that yeah, he can get better. You love the bloodlines with him. His dad was a yep. Pro Bowl tackle with uh, the Chiefs, uh, blocked for. Uh, uh, Joe Montana in the early '90s there in Kansas City, and that's fun. Uh, uh, so I mean, there, there's a lot to like about him. It's just this yeah. is a, but and this is to the original point of this tackle class being so good. Uh, yeah, you know, like Houston's Patrick Paul, he was fifth on my list. He's another guy who could easily end up. I was curious about him. Yeah, he, he could go in the first round. Uh, and there's he's a good athlete. He's competitive. Um, he's he's still raw in a lot of technical areas. Uh, yeah. and like I, he's not a guy that can go out and play tomorrow in the NFL. He might not be ready a year from now, but I still think the tools are going to get him in that top 40 discussion very well yeah. into that first round. Um, I like Arizona's Jordan Morgan a lot. Um, I, I liked him a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, 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 he really grew on me, but I'll let you finish. Sorry, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned him right now. No, he's a guy that I think could have cut. He had an injury late last year, but could have came out and, you know, would have been probably a top 50, top 60 pick. Uh, mm-hmm. But with another year, uh, he could have actually, you know, end up in that first round. So there are a couple more tackles that, you know, are in that yeah. mix, but it's a very tackle rich group this year. And, the, you Absolutely. know, you know, the NFL just loves to hear that. Absolutely. And you didn't even mention like Graham Barton from Duke, who probably might kick into guard, but he's playing tackle for Duke and yeah. he's an interesting player. Kind of a, I have a late first, early second grade on him. He might end up being a guard uh, prospect for me as well. I watched the North Carolina tape that kind of 
disappointed me a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. we'll see how he grows this year. I mean, he 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 does some things too. I'm glad he brought up Jordan Morgan. I didn't think I'd like him that much. I think he has average lower body strength, but his movement ability, he has a little bit more pop to him than I thought he would for his body type. Um, yeah, he's a guy that I'm, I, I, I even my notes said needs reps, but interesting size and athleticism combo. Some teams are going to love him. Like yeah. that's that's the type of guy, and he's what sixth, seventh on our list. Like that's some of these guys. Those types of guys sometimes get bumped up as top two or three guy depending on the class. Yeah. That's why and, and this class is awesome. He's a late bloomer. Like in, as a freshman in high school, he was he was a quarterback and he was like 5'10", 180 pounds. Like this guy just started getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger, and by the time he's a senior, it's like okay, yeah, I'm a legit offensive line recruit, and and goes to Arizona, and again yeah. starts. I, he started almost immediately. Um, I, I think he they planned to redshirt him, but then injuries forced him on the on the field. I believe his first start ever was against uh, Kayvon Thibodeau in Oregon. Uh, so it's like kind of his <laughs> welcome to big time college football moment. Yeah. Uh, but he just got better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, as a sophomore, as a junior, and uh, as, it, it, this will be his fifth fifth season now coming up, and I expect him to continue that trajectory That's awesome. and. Uh, you know, to get better. So, and, and he's a guy that when, when you talk to the coaches there, they say yeah. things like uh, leader. Uh, you know, he's a, a role model. He's um, a, a guy that former quarterback. Yeah, yeah right. There you go. I mean, <laughs> right, he, he, he they gush about him as a person and the intangibles, and obviously yeah. that's something that matters when it comes to uh, draft time. Especially a guy that you are hoping keeps getting better. You know, he still has room to grow. So you, hopefully you want to be a hard worker with that. So after we just gush about tackle class, let's what maybe get some more, uh, uh, we'll stick with the offense, maybe kind of the best of the rest, the other positions. Um, any interior lineman, a tight end or a running back that maybe you see in the first round? I know there's one tight end that yeah. it's, it's getting a lot of pub right now, <laughs> but, uh, any, uh, I'll, well, so maybe we'll start with tight ends and this guy and then maybe the rest of them, but then any other of the other positions, quote unquote, on the offensive side of the ball, any kind of guys that, stand out amongst the rest of their group. Yeah, we've got to talk about Brock Bowers, right? I mean, Have he's to. <laughs> uh, look, he is we're going to have the t- we had, we had this tight end conversation 2 years ago with Kyle Pitts and you know, how yeah. early is too early. Uh we're going to have it again with with Brock Bowers. Uh the last 40 years there have been seven tight ends drafted in the top 10. None of those seven, I mean, some of them turned out to be quality pros, I mean Vernon Davis and uh, yeah. TJ Hawkinson, you know, but I don't think any of the seven have really lived up to being a true top ten pick. No. Uh, now, no. obviously, we'll find out with with Pitts. You know, what, how what does it look like this year? Does he uh, live up to the massive potential that we saw at Florida? But with Bowers, uh, you know, I, I think there will be teams that look at a tight end and say we're just not going to draft one in the top ten, uh, just based off of precedent. And you know, there's a track record there of top ten tight ends not working out, but. I don't know. When you think have, of modern day have NFL, you watched him? yeah, like this guy is like he's for offenses. You're looking for mismatches. This guy's a mismatch, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, I think you know, just look at last year. Talking to scouts throughout the process last year, most of them had Michael Mayer as the top tight end because he could do everything. Uh, he was the more traditional tight end, yep. but it was not surprising at all to see Dalton Kincaid as the the first tight end drafted. Because of the potential that he has as a mismatch weapon, so Bowers and even, and even think who went to the tight end that went second, Laporta. Sam Laporta, right? Yeah, yep. uh, good point. And just, Bowers, he's that type of difference maker, right? Where it's yep. just he's going to run really well. He you can line him up everywhere. Uh, he's not. I mean, he he can play in line, but 
I, yeah. You know, you're not going to use him there for the majority of his snaps. You want him in the slot. You want him on the move. Um, because defenses have to game plan for him because he yep. can be that difference maker. So ba- he's basically a wide receiver with speed, body contro- control, catch point skills. He's just in a more tight end like body. So yep. where do you draft a guy like this? I, there's a good chance he does end up in the top 10, even though some teams will just refuse to go that route. So it'll be really interesting to see how it all how it just plays out for him. I, I think, too, like maybe a guy like Pitts was that, oh, it, can he play in line? Should we work yeah. with him on that? Or do we just keep him at receiver? It seems like the Falcons are going like, okay, you're on the backside. You're an F. Yes. Or really you're an X <laughs> they're sure. kind of treating him like a receiver or, or a now. Y, I mean, right. Or, well, yeah, like it's everything Bowers to me is like a true adjuster. Like he's the F tight end, but he's also the slot receiver. And maybe you can get him in the backfield as kind of like a mismatch when you want to just do funky looks, his blocking surprised me yeah. like in a good way. Like he, he has some fight to him. He has some pop and some strength. He's not the longest guy. He's not going to be the biggest guy. You're not going to have him stay in line, but it's not like he's a net negative. Yeah. He's fine. He can do enough. Um, actually reminded me a little bit blocking wise of Noah Gray, who's with the chiefs right now, mm-hmm. uh, who came from Duke and more. It's like, yeah. he's an undersized feisty blocker. that can get it. pounds ish. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He can get it done as a blocker right. and you can just do enough, but you're not drafting him in the top 10 to block, but it's just nice that you can check that box yeah. because he is a mismatch. Uh, I mean, he's in the sec. He's in the right away. Day one as a freshman, a weapon, mm-hmm. like he is beating up on the sec outrunning guys at 238, 240 pounds. He's, uh, beating guys up in the college football playoff. He's a true, true mismatch, like you said. So I, at first, uh, yeah, the whole tight end discussion, you don't take these guys in the top 10. He is not like the other guys that maybe you're hoping to grow into a Y tight end. He's just he's just a weapon. And I hate using that term, oh, he's the offensive weapon, but he really is because I, I think he just has the juice, the athleticism, the explosion, just all that stuff that you want in your pass catchers and teams kind of need nowadays at any of the spots uh, for their pass catchers. So yeah. kind of like, you know, it kind of reminded me of like maybe when Kellen Winslow the second was coming out. Yeah. And like, you know, like where it's like, you know, because he was what, 240? And kind of like, you know, good athlete, but, you know, you're not going to have him in line. But he was maybe a guy that was came 20 years before. Like if Kellen Winslow the second came out now, I'm not going to talk about after his career right. or anything like that. But like when he was playing, like maybe a guy that was born 20 years too soon, Bowers kind of has that now. Right. So I, guy that, God, he's awesome. TV scouting or just like scouting, scouting. It's just he's a, he's a really fun player. Yeah. No running backs, probably. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess we got to talk six, about it real quick. I, mean, I don't. Did you think any of these guys were um, like top fifty like locks for you? Like, did you like any of them? Locks. That much? Um, I like. Well, I know it's hard for me not to give uh, Braylon Allen a top fifty grade, yeah, uh, but like, but that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're someplace in Madison, Wisconsin. No, but these that's this running back class is a lot of guys I like, but yeah. none of those like real dudes. It's a lot of late second, early third round types. Um, and I think you kind of feel the same way. The guy I actually liked the most was uh, the running back from uh, Arkansas. Uh, really? uh, God, what's, I'm blanking on his name right now. Sorry, Sanders. Yeah. Sorry, Rocket just kind of reminded yeah. me of Latavius Murray a little bit. Okay, just gigantic and a little little stiff. But yeah. like gigantic straight line guy can catch. I, I I liked him. He actually probably after I just blanked on his name. Actually, probably my running back wanted this class oh. <laughs> just because of the size. I just I just like a little bit of his traits. Some people are saying that like it doesn't have a funny nickname. Like he Rocket Rocket Yeah Rocket. He's uh, I'm not giving him Rocket. I, I he I <laughs> saw him Raheem get hocked Rocket in. Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about Rocket. Uh, he he got hocked down a couple times. So I was like, uh, yeah. I'm not giving you the Rocket. Maybe 
maybe a mortar launch uh, <laughs> <laughs> than a rocket, but yeah. he, he's got some juice to he's him. He's a tank some, than some a rocket, size. probably. He's a tank, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Uh, what but, was no, I, I agree Rocky with you, because yeah, th- this running back class is more, like, I, there's not a single one of these guys that I think is, okay, yeah, put it in pen, he's going to be a top 50 pick, like, you know, like a yeah. Bijan or even a Jameer Gibbs. Like, those guys were nope. easy top 50 guys. Really, both yep. of them were easy top 20 guys. Uh, yeah. But like Charbonnet was better than Zach Charbonnet. I, I like better than all these guys. Yeah, which is kind of that, that's, I, I, that, that's, that's the when I when I look at Blake Corum from Michigan, Zach yeah. Charbonnet is the name that comes to mind because I think in that range where he's maybe he sneaks in that top fifty, but more likely yeah. in that fifty to seventy five range. Um, but you know his like Blake Corum, who's the top senior, could be the first running back drafted. His teammate Donovan Edwards. You could argue he's built better for the NFL modern game right. with his ability right. to make guys miss and catch the ball in the backfield. And, um, you know, it's just Michigan could very easily have the first two running backs drafted. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting how that plays out. They'll feature them. Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. They're yeah. going to get plenty of touches. <laughs> they, they will. There's no question about that. Um, I, I like Trey Benson a lot of Florida State with the way he yeah. can break tackles. Will Shipley from Clemson is a really good Fun back. Player. So. These are these are players that might not go as in the first first round or even the early part of the second round, but yeah, that the second half of day two, I there's going to be running back heavy, kind of similar to you know we talked about this past running back class with you know Kendra Miller and Charbonnet and, and all these guys yeah. that went in that uh, that back half of of uh, day two type of range. So yeah. it, it's another pretty good running back class. I we definitely had to mention those guys. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have the top end, but there's a lot of useful players. Yeah. The, the the term, yeah, just a lot of guys that for sure can be the one B or the two the two types in a in a rotation, or maybe a guy that's a sixty forty guy. So yeah, some interesting interesting guys there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, talk. We want to kick on over to defense. You know yeah. the the people defense wins championships, so we got we got to talk about it. Um, any defensive players overall? I'll, I'll just say overall that maybe you you view as a blue chipper. Um, we could start with the edges, maybe, but maybe we go defensive line back. 
But any guys that you – we just mentioned a bunch of offensive guys. I think you said top six guys are probably offense on your big board. Who are maybe the top defensive guys that can sneak into this top 10 at this point in time or lottery pick type guys that you look at? Yeah, I don't think that there's any defensive players that you look at and say, oh, well, that's an easy top 10 pick. You know, like yeah. we, we've talked about with Harrison. Or I'm so glad you said Washington. that, by the way, real quick. I just want to cut you off because it's like when I watched the edge class, I was like, ah, I'm just I'm waiting for one of these guys to, <laughs> to really get me going, really get me juiced they're, up. They're, but they're yeah, good. They're going. just not great. They're not, you know, yeah. and, yep. and, and we'll see how they come out this year. I, I, I do like Jared Verse a lot from Florida State. Yeah. Um, I, I think he would have been a top 20 pick if he came out last year. Uh, could he end up in the top 10 this year? Yeah, it's certainly possible when you factor in the position that he plays and um, mm-hmm. the fact that 10 guys have to go in the top 10, uh, he, he could end up there. <laughs> right. So uh, he is the odds on favorite to be the first senior drafted in my mind. Um, and yeah, let's just have that edge discussion now. Uh, Verse, yeah. I, I like a lot as the top guy because of explosiveness. Um, how active he is with his hands. He does a great job. Strong hands. Yeah, deconstructing blocks uh, yeah. because of, of those two factors. Uh, throw on the Syracuse tape and watch him against Matthew Bergeron, who yeah. I, you know, you and I both liked. Uh, you yep. know, he was a top 40 pick for a reason, but first got him more than a few times. It was probably Bergeron's worst tape uh, that I watched last year. Uh, and it's just the way that Verse would attack him. So, Verse, who transferred from Albany, one of the best transfer portal additions we saw last year. Uh, he, If he continues to build on that, stays healthy, I, I could easily see him getting that top 10. Um, I, I really like Dallas Turner as well. I think about... Yeah. You know, how much criticism we heard about Will Anderson and, and his weight. You know, Turner's he's even slighter uh, than Surprise. Anderson is. He, he's yeah. more 245-ish. Uh, but, man, is he explosive. And his ability to get up to full speed with that second step is is awesome. And it makes it really tough on blockers to, to contain him. Um, so Dallas Turner, I think, is in that mix as being a uh, – Maybe in other drafts he's not a top ten pick, but in this draft, I, I think you know we, we talked about the you know guys we think could go in the top five. Okay, well yeah. guys, you know between five and fifteen, guys need to fit in there. We're going to see some yes. pass rushers in there. Dallas Turner yeah. with that athleticism could definitely fit in there. I, is he on a Will Anderson level? No, I don't think he is, but he's still an explosive dude. So I, I would throw uh, JT Tui Mulao from Ohio State in that same tier mm-hmm. as. Um, you know, kind of with just behind um, uh, uh, Dallas Turner. Uh, for, yeah, okay. yeah, just behind him. Uh, he's not okay. the same tier as, uh, you know, the Bosa's or Chase Young, other Ohio State pass rushers. But totally a, different type of player. Too. Yeah, like, he's yeah, a, yeah, he's a plug-and-play starter, right? Because he, he, yeah. he has a rush plan. He's got a full arsenal. He has power. He's got twitch. Um, he's just He might not be as special in, in some of those areas, but he understands what to do. Uh, yep. he, he, he's one guy he's that, like an old school, strong side defensive end. Yeah. You know what, right. you know how they used to uh, like, that's be the differentiator in a four or three. He's like the strong side DN. That's how he looks like to me anyway. Sorry. Right. But, but he's not a bad athlete either. You know, he's a no. guy that could have, that the coaches say he could have easily played college basketball if he wanted to, uh, you know, which oh, really? I think says what that's kind cool. of athlete that he is. Uh, the one guy that I did want to mention too, who I think if, if there's a guy in this class is edge class who could become a true lottery pick, like, okay, this guy's going early. Yeah. Uh, Chop Robinson from Penn State, I think, could be yes. that guy because he is, he's so twitched up. He yes. is shot out of a cannon uh, at the snap. I mean, there's just, there's things about his game that if he continues to get better against the run and just adds a little more variety to what he's doing, man, this guy has some things that just can't coach. And I can yep. see that going pretty early. 
that's when I watched Chop uh, Robinson for Penn State. I I he was kind of I think right now he's one two three four five. I think I'm fifth sixth give or take yeah. on my my edge list. But I said he has the best traits and tools of this group. It's just that it's just he has different ones than the rest of this class. It's a lot of a lot of these strong run first complimentary rusher types is how I'm going to go about it. Like even Braylon Trice from Washington is another one I'll throw in there. Um, like all, did I say Tice? Braylon Trice, Obi Trice. Yeah, he's your, but he's all these guys. Cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from Washington too. Uh, but all these guys have that strong hands, maybe not the twitchiest or bendy types, right. but more of a bull rush first type, use that hands, shed guys, good in the run game, and can push the pocket and win, you know, Win over time as pass rushers, not those instant winners, if that makes sense. The guys yeah. that bend under and the plays over in a second and a half. Right. And I, I like, I, I'm pretty op- optimistic on Turner. Like I have him probably over verse, but I'm probably having him tiered, like as far as the same group yeah. of those two, because I just, you know, Turner has a little bit more of that twitchiness, that disruptiveness, has some Nolan Smith a little mm-hmm. bit in there. Like, you know, kind of just that little twitchiness, straight lineness, but, um, he kind of creates chaos. I, I like these guys. I like guys that are good on games and twists, and Alabama has them do it all the time. He was in a stand-up role and dropping the coverage. I Kind of like in modern defenses, I like how Turner will look. I, I agree with you, Verse. I, I was up and down with him. Then I I it was I reverse-engineered it, <laughs> or I watched the late-season games, and it turns out he was battling an injury, it seemed like. Yeah. Then I watched earlier season of the games, and I really came around on him. Uh, but it's just strong. Just a really strong player, and just can stack and shed guys left and right. Teams are going to love him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, and the other guy, and I just like this guy as maybe a second round type. But I like kind of his do it allness, and that's Jack Sawyer yes. from Ohio State would be the other one I throw in there. Not, I have him kind of below this other all the the other four guys that maybe we mentioned, but I just like his usefulness, and I just want to keep an eye on him. So yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting edge class where there's a lot of interesting players and useful players, but maybe not those aces that we usually see in the top 10 at this point in time. Right. Yeah. So Sawyer is that guy who not super bendy. Uh, there's not a ton of deception to what he's doing, but uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's, his hands are so strong. He'll create yeah. movement at the point of attack. Uh, he's always in chase mode. I mean, he, he will chase down plays from the backside, yeah. Uh, yeah. not just with that four or five speed, but it's because of the motor. It just doesn't quit. So yeah, he's, he's going to be a day two pick most likely. And he'll, yeah. he'll be, you know, he's not quite the athlete that Sam Hubbard was coming out of Ohio State. But, oh, that's a know, great comparison, though. But a guy yeah, that's just yeah, he's play gonna, style. Yeah, he's going to play a long time, you know? And, yeah. and a, a guy that's going to, to your point, be useful. Be a guy that's yeah. part of your DN rotation and be someone that's a yeah, valuable part of what you're trying to do. It's nice when you watch and you're like, oh, this guy can be versatile or he can be useful and do all these things, but it's not theory. It's like you're actually watching yeah. him do it. He drops into coverage. He's rushing right. the passer. He's twisting. He's doing all these things. So I think I'm always kind of a sucker for that. It's where it's like, oh, there's some proof of concept of this. So, okay, moving off the defensive line, moving off the edges, or maybe just moving away from the edges, I should say. Um, through the spine or through the corner class, I- I'll start with the corners. Any corners that stand out to you? Any blue chippers? I know today when we're recording this on the 15th, you just released your corner primer uh, yep. article for the 2024 draft. Um, I know one guy that I think we agree on is the the top guy, but any other corners that you stood out to you as maybe first round picks or guys to keep an eye on? Yeah, this is another position that gets that bump, right? That that premium yes. position. If you're, you know, we saw Devin Witherspoon was a uh, a guy that coming into last year was not being talked about as a 
forget first round, forget top five. He wasn't being talked about as a top 100 lock. Uh, yep. You know, he was maybe mid rounds. That's how teams were talking about him last summer. He moves himself into the first round, top five overall. Um, and that's what you love about corners. Uh, there will be more, there, there are more corners drafted every year, the last three years, than any other position. Uh, we've seen at least four corners go in the first round each of the last four years. I, I will be shocked if that streak does not continue this year because I think we've got a group of guys that are going to go early. They're going to get that bump. They're, they're good athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama who, yes. you know, coming out of high school, he was the guy and he has lived up to it um, as being the five star, being the top corner in the nation, six one, one ninety five. Um, not a blazer in terms of, you know, what you usually yeah. expect from a corner, but he is fast enough. He's got those long strides. Um, and his ability to uh, compete at the catch point, turn, run, use that length. Uh, he's got ball skills. Um, I mean, he is a smart, savvy corner. And might there are times where because he has those long legs, I, I wrote about you know my article today about how he struggles on some comeback routes and you know routes where some savvy route runners can uh, separate from him at the top of the break because he just it takes him a, a half beat to settle down, mm-hmm. come to balance, mm-hmm. and react. Uh, but he's a guy that is, you know, he can carry deep. He can really contest the catch point. Uh, he can make up some of those inches because of his length and his timing. So uh, there's a lot to like about Kool-Aid McKinstry and what he offers. Yeah, I, I, he was a very easy watch. Yeah. Sometimes with corners, you do have to wait a little bit to see him actually doing some stuff. But right away, he's physical in the run game. Uh, very just physical with his hands, but it's not – where not too much like um, Joey Porter Jr. last year, where he got himself in trouble sometimes yeah. when he's trying to be, you know, all physical and pressing and his feet aren't quick enough. I, I thought he was a way more of a fluid mover than I thought maybe with his length. I agree with you. His his recoverability is what I like so much. His ability to turn and run, you know, how they teach corner play with saving and everything, having the eyes in certain places and to be able to have the awareness of his eyes. I believe he was he started as a freshman yeah, at Bama. Right away, yeah. Right, that's so notable. Oh, like yeah. with, with you're starting DB as a freshman for Nick Saban, it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little star next to you because you're gonna be someone notable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's his ability, just his eyes, his awareness, his ball skills, and then to be able to turn and run with guys. Like you said, it's not a blazer, but he's just such a controlled and balanced athlete. He just puts himself in a lot of good positions. I I really liked him. I I, I thought he was a very clean watch. Um, he was the guy that really stood out. Maybe head and shoulders, maybe some other guys, or maybe a head above some of the other guys. But there's some other interesting names. I know you talked about them, but uh, let's kind of cycle down your list. Uh, who, who's kind of your corner two at this point? Tom? Yeah, I went with Kalen King from Penn State, who um, I think I liked him a little bit more than you did. Um, just yeah. I, He has so much competitive energy. And that was, that was the best way I could come up with like what he does best, you know, because he's yeah. – he he just competes his butt off out there, um, and I you know is, is he that dude blows up bubbles oh, bubbles bubbles and screens he blows he those things up it's not awesome. shy coming downhill I mean no. he he will yeah he'll beat the blocker to the spot and yeah. uh, it, you know arrive at the ball carrier with a little bit of pop um, but he has speed where he can hold up in coverage and you know he'll uh, you know throw on the rose bowl tape and he'll you see him working out of the slot turn run yeah. cover. Find the ball in flight, make the interception. I mean, like he, there are times on tape where he could be inconsistent, maybe down the field, but yeah. I, there are other tapes where I've seen him do it. So that's encouraging. Um, I, he's not the biggest guy. He's 
Probably going to be around 5'11", 190. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot to like about his game that I think that translates. And, you know, you're, you're going to feel good with the Kalen King on your team. It's just, you know, is he a top 15 pick? Is he a top 20 pick? You right. know, we'll see how that plays out. But I think this is I, – I, I struggled with I, – honestly, I think the top three guys on my list were all in a similar tier with McKinstry, okay. King, and then Nate Wiggins, the Clemson corner. I've got it number three, who I think is in that top tier. He's good. Man. Very high He's on fun. Wiggins. He's a guy that got better and better as the season went on last year. Uh, you know, you watch him early against, like, Wake Forest, and it was like, uh, this guy is – it's It's rough. But then you watch midseason, it's okay, he's getting better. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the end of the season, watch him against North Carolina. Watch him, uh, it, you know, he, he was getting better and better, and you saw it. Uh, covering Josh Downs in space, like, that's not easy to do. Uh, right. But he was able to do it because for a guy that's 6'2", for a guy that's, you know, bigger and longer than most corners, he has the composed athleticism of a smaller guy. Yes. And so that's, you know, it's something that, you know, not only does he have speed, but that short area control and uh, yeah, the quickness, it's its something that really shined on his tape. So those those top three guys, to me, are in that that top tier. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't watched corners as the last position I watched, generally always, <laughs> when you get to the draft and everything. I'm offense first. I'm trying to be better about this. But uh, I watched the top two guys right away, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry and Kalen King. I For King, when I watched him, I, I see just, which is good, I, I think, in a modern defense is I think he'd be good in these kind of Fangio defenses, using mm-hmm. him in quarters and cover six and cover two cloud side um, where he can use his eyes and his aggressiveness. Um, I think I did him a little negative or I put him behind the eight ball because the first game I watched it, it was against Marvin Harrison Jr. And tough ask. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. put him in a blunder yeah. <laughs> for the entire game, short, long, everything. So I was like, man, really? This guy? He's going to be touted as a first rounder. Then he, I watch other games and you see how physical he is. He comes up in the run game. He's got great eyes and everything. So I understand why I, I people like him, but. I watched Nate Wiggins this morning after you put out this article, and I was like, screw it. I'm going to watch one one quick game. It also got me an excuse to watch Drake May again, which is always fun. Go. And I'm watching through, and I'm, I get it. I, uh, his length, his balance, his, uh, just his ability to – sometimes these long corners and two, and I've talked about Joey Porter Jr., they can get so out of whack because they're so tall. And just that kind of fluid athlete is so cool to see. Like the, the play you had in the article where he's beating the ball on downs – like that body control and that hand eye. Yeah, there's no time space up his hands. allowed. Like he None. Just, the way he closes space with the receiver and doesn't give it up is it's yeah. hard to do against a guy like Josh it Downs. Is. It is. That, and those are usually the kryptonite for a tall, long corner. It's right. a crafty, undersized route, route runner. So I, I really liked him. He's going to probably grow on me the more I watch him. But other guys that you had, though, uh, is it Cooper DeGene? DeJohn? Yeah, from, 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 uh, from Iowa. Who, from Iowa. I always got another white corner, and it's 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 he's fun to watch, man. It, it's it's fascinating because he you watch the, Iowa State the, tape, the school of Seahorn, man. That's what it is, uh, right? You watch Iowa State tape, and he's playing linebacker. Then you watch a different yeah. tape, and he's in a nickel. You watch a different tape, he's on the outside playing corner. It's like okay, this guy just does everything, and so congratulations, you're a New England Patriot, right? right. <laughs> and and we're, we'll there'll be a lot of talk about what position he should play at the next level, and it's not because he can't play outside corner. All right, let me let me just repeat yeah. that. It's it's not that he can't play there. It's that he's so good as a guy that can play near the box or can play mm-hmm. against a slot as a nickel or can play. I mean, he just can do so much because his football IQ is high. He's a really yeah. good athlete. He's his toughness is is big time. I I have watched over a hundred defensive backs uh, this summer so far, and he was. 
the best tackler of the group. Um, wow, he he was he was really good, and that that kind of that's saying something too, guys, because the other corners we talked about are actually willing tacklers. Yeah, so like yeah, hearing that is actually pretty pretty interesting. So yeah, and, wow, it, that's cool. That that I mean, and that goes into where how Iowa uses him, and it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they use him this year. Um, if there's and, and that versatility is more of a plus than a you know a minus where it's like right. okay, I don't know what to do with them. It's he can do all of these things, and so that's why. He was number four it's, in this list, and he's probably, it's versatile and not a tweener. Yeah, right. Big sense. distinction yeah, yeah. to make yeah. with with a guy like this. Um, and then my yeah. fifth guy, I just mentioned him, Josh Newton from Have TCU. To. Um, he a, a guy that can stay in phase and cover guys up and down the field. So you know, last year with that TCU defense, so much you know talk about Tomlinson and how good he was. Mm-hmm. Newton's a better player. I mean, he's bigger. Um, he's cool. that that's going to be a big factor with him, and he's just as good of an athlete, uh, a guy that can make plays of the football. So, big fan of Josh Newton. But this is another, like I said at the top, with corners, it's another position that's going to stretch. We're going to see a lot yeah. of these guys go in the first round, a lot in second round, and, and so on and so on, because there's the supply is there and the mm-hmm. the, the demand is there. Um, so, a cornerback will be another strong position this year. And it's cool just seeing the varying skill sets. I mean, these five right. guys that we just t- glanced on, it's all of them win in wildly different ways, which is really, really cool. And it just speaks to kind of how corner play is right now. It's not everyone just running Seahawks cover three. So it's a whole bunch of six, two guys with long arms that can't move, but right, right. you know, it's a but converted receivers that everybody's like pining over. So I, I think this corner class is super interesting. The more I watch these guys, I, I'm really excited to watch the other guys that you mentioned outside the top three that we mentioned as well. And what Any, we, um, sorry, real quick. Uh, no, you're good. What, the premium positions that we look for in the draft are yeah. quarterback, tackle, yep. edge rusher, yep. and yep. and corner, and maybe throw wide yep. receiver in there. Wide um, receiver. Okay. My co-host is, is trying to pump that up even more, but yes, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, Robert, my other co-host. Yes, <laughs> so, right. yes but yes, uh, but yeah, receiver is the fifth one usually. But what have we been talking about? I mean, quarterback, we we gushed about last week, and you know yep. talked about the top two guys, and then everybody else, and how how good of a class it could be. Uh, yep. offensive tackle could be the best position uh, in the entire draft. Overall. Uh, yep. Edge rusher, even though we're missing the top guys, that ace, as you called them, there's still a lot of guys that we mentioned as promising yes. players. Corner we just talked about. And then we started the conversation today with, uh, you know, one of the best wide receiver prospects we've ever seen. So it's mm-hmm. just uh, these premium positions. This is going to be a very strong draft class, something that we yeah. kind of debated with last year. Is this, a, is this actually a good draft class? Uh, this year, I don't think we'll be saying that because the there's notable players at the premium positions, and mm-hmm. uh, there's just a, there's a lot of these guys. It's a deep class, and that's that's a lot of fun to talk about uh, now, and then the, even more so as we get closer to draft season. It's really fun when you like I even putting together my Google Doc for the big board, or and which you put out a list, and others start putting out their lists on like kind of their top five, top ten for each position. Which really cool is there's a lot of guys I can kind of note. It's like I'm keeping an eye on this guy because yeah. he can ascend. Yeah, I might have a second or third round grade on this guy, but it's like I'm not throwing him out. It's like that's what's really cool. Some of the receivers we mentioned, some of these corners that we haven't even mentioned, but there's other tackles. There's quarterbacks that like we. I mean, we went through, went through our quarterback list, and I, I still crack up that you had 25 seniors on your list, and that wasn't just like, uh, oh, I'm naming everybody. It's like, yeah. no, these guys are all <laughs> worth watching in some way, shape, or form. So I think this is gonna be an awesome class. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. There's some. There's some real, real talent here, and I think it's going to end up being a good class. And it's at positions that we all care about. <laughs> it's not some, uh, you know, we're 
spending an hour and a half on a maybe a potential guard tackle from Northwestern. You know, right. like it's it's like actual like real real juice at these positions. Yeah. So and even no, okay, anything like defensive tackle yeah. we didn't really hit on. I was but just gonna say defensive tackle or linebacker. Yeah. Is there anyone that you want to talk about there? It's, there are a lot of years where it's hard to get excited about the defensive tackles. Uh, I but I I'm telling you this is a class that I'm kind of excited about because there are guys that I've studied that. Maybe not top twenty guys, but I think we'll mm-hmm. see a lot of these these defensive tackles. Uh, maybe a handful go in that twenty to sixty range. Jerzon uh, yeah. uh, Newton from Illinois, your kind of your prototypical three technique in a lot of ways. Yep. He's a gap shooter. The quickness is awesome, but still surprisingly strong versus the run. Uh, McKinley Jackson from Texas A and M, an explosive nose tackle. I don't I don't see him being talked about that much, but. This is a guy I saw as maybe a borderline first-round guy. And all the feedback I've gotten from NFL scouts, similar to what, I, what, I, what I'm saying. So uh, this is a guy athlete. that people need to pay he's attention to. He's a good athlete for his size. Oh, explosive, yeah. He, he, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah he, I watched him as well. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, Georgia, yeah. they, they've had a nice run of uh, defensive tackles taken in the first round the last few years. Yep. Uh, Nazir Stackhouse, he's kind of that next yep. guy. Not quite yep. on the level of... Uh, Jordan Davis or uh, Jalen Carter, yeah, but he's he's a good player. Watch the Ohio State tape; it's it's really impressive. They got uh, two guys. I know. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Ohio State's got two tackles too. They're interesting as well. They are <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I Michael Hall could be in for you know he's a guy that I I like. I just I. I'm with you on that. I want to see more, like, and, and maybe we'll get that this year. Uh, hopefully I actually we like do. Williams a little better. Uh, the, the other Ty, uh, number ninety-one. Williams, yeah. So yeah, I actually liked him just a tad better when I was yeah. watching those two. So I know, but it's and then we never even mentioned Mason Smith from LSU. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of people are high Missed on. All but, of, uh, almost all of last year with that injury, so coming yep. working his way back from that, he's he's a freak. Um, Leonard Taylor from Miami, oh, yeah, Miami was my my top underclassman at defensive tackle. He's a guy that flashed a ton. Former five star, um, the abilities there. It's just can he be more consistent on a down to down basis? Um, yeah, Chris Jenkins from Michigan's another one. So this this defensive tackle class again. There's not a Jalen Carter top ten guy, right. but the depth in the early rounds, I, I I think this has a lot to offer. So yeah, defensive tackle is going to be a strong group. Um, linebacker, I liked. I maybe didn't love, but I liked uh, Barrett Carter from Clemson, my top guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's really athletic. He's undersized. And so, you know, I dude, that clip you used in the video, I, <laughs> I, I, I saved it and tweeted it. Cause I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. He's just so leapfrogging the, clip the, is, the running back. Yeah. Uh, trying to I guess Louisville yeah. running backs going to, going to black, uh, uh, block Carter and he, he hurdles him just, and, like runs down and, the quarterback. and then chases down the quarterback. So the quarterback yeah. doesn't miss a stride. Yeah. yeah right. Like exactly. Like just a oh, normal <laughs> thing to do, you know, normal. on a football field. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like he was playing, you know, like, you know, some small school, some yeah, FCS right. school. It's like, no, the conference game yes. <laughs> against Louisville. Yeah. Yep, just doing that. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I believe that was like uh, one of the last, like fourth quarter, one of the last plays of the game. Like he he was revving in the fourth quarter, ready to go, awesome. trying to close. He can run. Uh, There's one thing I can, I can tell. He can run. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> but he's smaller. And so, okay, yeah. where where is the NFL going to value this guy? You know, we, we've seen right. – in the past, maybe some of these guys fall a little bit uh, because mm-hmm. they don't fit maybe some of the size uh, requirements and things like that. And so Carter will be interesting to see exactly. And I think it'll be different from scheme to scheme. Um, Smile Mondin uh, from Georgia. He's another yeah. guy that I like quite a bit. He's he's bigger, but he also has movement skills. Um, you know, he's a guy that keep on the radar. Junior Colson from Michigan. Um, Eichenberg from Ohio State, top senior this year. Uh, there, there's a lot to like about this linebacker class uh, as well. It's it's a pretty decent group. Awesome. 
There's any safeties? Last position? Any yeah. safeties? Uh, I, well, then they're I don't want to spoil your article so far because uh, <laughs> you haven't released it yet. Right. That, that comes out later this a week. A primer for the primer. Yeah, there you who, go. Who, uh, but, well, yeah. it's fresh in my mind because I just uh, just finished it actually today. Um, I tell you what, Miami, they might be back. Uh, they okay. might have the best safety tandem in college football this oh, year. Oh, boy. That's, uh, you know, uh, Cameron Kitchens and James Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah. think back, I, I looked it up, 98 to 2008. So like a 10-year stretch, the heyday of those Miami teams. They had nine defensive backs drafted in the first first round alone. Uh, since Holy 2008. Crap. So we're talking about like maybe 15 years. They've had one yeah. defensive back drafted in the top 50 picks. Artie Burns. Exactly. Artie Burns. Yeah. <laughs> didn't last very long with the Steelers. <laughs> I still floating around though. Still, still yeah. collect a paycheck. Uh, but uh, Cameron Kitchens, uh, this guy can play. Uh, if you want that safety with the center field skills, the ball hawking yeah. skills, uh, that this is this is a guy that has that the range. Um, he had six picks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very interested to see what he you know what does he do for an encore this year? Can you know it's it's hard to duplicate big interception numbers like that. And right. so can Kinchins do that? Can he? Is if he does, he's going in the first round. Uh, there's because yeah. he has. Some of the traits that you look for, and if he has the I'm on-ball production, I'm glad you like him because I liked him. So <laughs> yeah, we yeah. haven't talked any about any of these guys. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear you praising him because he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Who? What other safety did you like, or did you watch that you? Uh, that you I, I watched Malachi Moore a little bit from Bama. Alabama, yeah. uh, just kind of a yeah, a versatile and like it's like they're rotating him in and out the games. Yeah. I'm just I, which is. Not a lot of fun if you're scouting these guys and you're watching every play. And you're like, okay, right. where the hell's thirteen at? Yeah. So I watched the Miami guys. I watched uh, Bowler from Georgia. And then I watch Bishop from Utah. Those yeah. are uh, uh, those player. are Cole Bishop. Uh, I'm not I'm not at the point where I'm stacking these guys, so I couldn't even tell you my first one. But I will say that Kitchens was the guy that I kind of liked the yeah. most, and I, I liked more a little bit from Bam. I want to see him how he plays this year because again, he's another versatile type of defender that we you know is more needed these days in the NFL defenses. One guy so, that yeah. I uh, to add to that list would be uh, Kalen Bullock from USC, who. I yes. reminded me a lot of Trevon Morig when he's coming out of TCU. Uh, you know, kind of that guy that yeah. has range, has some ball skills. Like you think about, you know, using him um, more of that that split safety. Um, you know, a guy that can just cover a lot of ground. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think Bullock is is that guy. He he can you know lined up on the opposite hash, make plays. Uh, you know, on the opposite numbers. Like he he has that type of ability. Um, so he, he's another guy to keep on the, you know, yeah. this guy could be something list. He had to do a lot of, uh, uh, play saving plays with that USC defense too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, the safety term was literal, uh, very, uh for very how he so. had to play. Yeah. USC yes. not, not a lot of reasons to watch that USC defense, but he's, no. <laughs> he's one of them. And, and listen, if USC is going to be a real contender for the playoffs and national title, I mean, obviously they have the offense, but. Yeah. They need a guy like Bullock to, to really step up on defense, and you know we'll see if he can do that this year. No good, no good chances to do it. Yeah, uh, doesn't have to worry about playing in the Big Ten yet, though. So that, that yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to fit, fit those runs. Uh, no, this Dane, this was awesome. I uh, we just I, uh, covered a I lot think, of guys. I think we did. We got fullbacks. Any fullbacks? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to talk to you about this long snapper I've been looking at. Um, <laughs> yeah, who's kicker one? Yeah, who's we'll, kicker we'll, one we'll, right we'll, now? We'll save save the listeners. We'll we'll, we'll wait for the, that talk. Well, we're. We're like leading up to the draft and we're just scraping for content. We'll maybe have a yeah, specialist episode, go. but uh, yeah, there we go. But Dane, thank you so much for joining me. This was so much fun. Uh, you, you can find Dane on Twitter. His articles are coming out on The Athletic weekly. 
or you have a couple a week basically at this point. Who else do you have left? You have just safeties, just safeties coming out. What and, else? Then, and then the just top safeties. fifty will be next week. Yeah. Oh, and it's like Christmas. Then that, then that's then kind then of like a signal, here, right? So. It's like a signal that the season's starting. As soon as <laughs> I see big boards getting dropped out there, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And they're not the they don't get the disclaimer or the way too early big board. It just says big board 1.0. That's it. It's like there that's we go. It. And I, I spend not- way too much time on this because that's something that I'm gonna you know when and we're in March talking about it. I'd be like, well, and he started in August. This is where he started, yeah. and so like I, I definitely put a lot of thought and I you know care into how this top 50 plays out. You absolutely do, and all, and also your your beast with all five hundred and something guys that you you throw in there too. So there's a lot of care, a lot of detail. It's going to be an awesome awesome season. A lot of fun names to keep an eye on at all the positions. So hope you guys enjoyed this. We're going to be next week. We'll be coming back on Wednesday again. We'll be focusing now on more rookies and second year players. Uh, that for I think we're starting with the AFC, but we're going to do AFC and then we're going to do NFC. Uh, so be on the lookout for that next week. Thank you all for joining us, and see you guys next time. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast.